Okay, welcome to Undressed, another episode. My name is Megan Collins. I run Style Girlfriend, if you don't know already. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Taylor Davies. Hey, guys. And Taylor, we have some really exciting news. We sure do. We do. We run this podcast off of Anchor. It's a new platform that is all about helping more people launch their podcasts. So if your mom has always wanted to do one, tell her to check out Anchor. I don't know what your family's into. Yeah, maybe she wants to talk about books. It's true. My point is, if you enjoy Style Girlfriend, and Undressed in particular, you can now support the show from anywhere in the U.S. Woohoo! So when you head to our profile on Anchor, which we'll add this to the show notes, so don't worry, we'll make it really easy, you can opt to make recurring monthly payments. Super simple. You can do 99 cents, you can do 4.99, or you can do 9.99. I recommend 9.99. Me too. Yeah? Yeah. I think just go for it, right? I think, you know, go big or go home when it comes to supporting your friends at Style Girlfriend and the Undressed podcast. You can even pay with Apple Pay or Google Pay, neither of which I have, but my understanding is that makes life really simple. I think you just like hold your phone up to your computer and it scans it. Is that what? how it works, Taylor? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think so, but I do believe it's simpler in a different way. Okay. Yeah. I'll trust you. Yeah. Well, signing up to support Undressed is super easy. It's fast. It's secure. Listeners just need to tap the listener support button. I think that's what it says on your, our anchor profile, enter your information and boom, you'll get an email confirming your level of support as well as our undying love and affection. I don't know if the undying love and affection is in the follow-up email, but just know that you have it. Yeah. We're like... We're like a niche NPR, and how we stay alive is from support from listeners like you. Thank you, Terry Gross. That mm-hmm. was, wow. Mm-hmm. That was a compelling read. Thank you. I buy it. <laughs> I'd pay for it. I would, too. Okay. So thank you to anyone that goes and does that. Again, your support means a lot to us, and it really does help make it easier for us to do this. Right now, we're doing it without ads, so if you want us to keep doing it that way, this actually really puts us in a good position to keep it ad-free and make sure that your listening uh, experience is a smooth, easy ride. Yeah, totally. So that actually, that's so funny. That brings me into the first thing that I just want to talk about with you this week, Taylor. Okay, I'm ready. So I read this book called The End of Advertising. Ooh, okay. It was actually written by this guy who I used to work with when I worked in advertising, and he's since gone on to a really interesting career. He worked for... um, like, the company that owns the Tribeca Film Festival, and now he's running some, he, like, started a new thing, and he's just, he's one of those people who, like, visionary is not a word I throw around easily, but he definitely sort of stays one step ahead of what's going on. Oh, wow. Okay. His name is Andrew Essex. Check him out if you're into that kind of thing. But he wrote this book called The End of Advertising, and he's basically making the point that advertising used to be about disruption, so it was, like, grabbing someone's attention when you didn't have it already. Like, that's, like, this tenet of advertising. It's like yeah. you want to catch their attention. And he's basically saying that that's not how things work anymore. People don't want to be distracted. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be paying attention to one thing and then have someone be like, hey, hey, over here. Hey, pay t- like check this out. Yep. So the example that he used as sort of what advertising could become is City Bike. And for those of you guys who aren't in New York, City Bike is literally City Bank paid like millions and millions of dollars to put bikes all around the city that are at these docking stations and you pay to use them but it's like this good it's this like function for the city where you can grab a bike go dock it somewhere else um and you can get like a day pass you can get a yearly subscription and he's basically saying like the lift that Citibank got from doing that because it brought goodwill into the city like it brought people 
to have a positive association with Citibank, especially sure. at a time like after the financial crisis when Nobody. people hated banks, yeah, all exactly. of them. Yeah. And then the other example he used that I thought was really interesting was the Lego movie, which is basically a whatever, 90-minute ad for Legos. So true. That people paid to see. Like, so could you imagine someone paying to see, like, even, like, a Super Bowl commercial? Like, like those are the best of the year. I wouldn't pay to watch a Super no. Bowl commercial. So I just thought it was really interesting, and I'm super curious, like, what you think about that. Obviously, Style Girlfriend right now, like, we rely on uh, ads on the site as part of our uh, revenue stream to help us keep going. It's I'll be the first to admit it's not ideal we do branded content, which is yeah. like a fancier way of saying, I mean, it's still advertising, but we really make a point to ensure that whatever content is like whatever sponsored, that it brings function to the user. So it's like a style guide or it's a video on how to do something that you want to know how to do. And we just, you know, and we happen to be wearing the brand that's sponsoring it, whatever it might be. Like it's always, we make a point to have it be organic, but like, what do you think about that? When was the last time that you saw something and were like, I'm going to check that out? Like, how do you get your brand recommendations? You know, I think it's interesting. I think that um, it sounds like this book is dead on because the way people consume content now, they don't like, it's why streaming services are so successful. Nobody wants to deal with commercials anymore. And now that you have the option to opt out of commercials, watching regular TV feels like the most like grating experience in the world. Like you don't want your whatever you're trying to enjoy to be interrupted. And it's the same with reading an article online and then having like a full banner ad kind of like unfold in the middle of the page or when you're scrolling through Twitter and then you see a, like a promoted tweet for something that you don't care about and don't follow. You're just kind of like, this isn't what I'm asking for. And it's interesting because we've become so snobby about this stuff uh, and it's all laced throughout content that we're getting for free, at least with online content, right? Like, you, people can access Style Girlfriend for free. People can access um, a certain amount of content on New York Times for free or a certain amount of anything on New York Magazine is free, for example. And then being annoyed when you have to, like, interact with advertisements and that stuff is sort of like, okay, yeah, but, like, you're getting all this stuff for free. So I think it's interesting that we are sort of rallying against something that's a little unfair. But I get most of my recommendations. I feel like I'm just, like, kind of a millennial in this way like I'm like getting my news from Instagram it's where I'm finding out about brands that I like especially and I my most like tangible story is that I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw on the cut this girl was wearing a t-shirt and it was just it was some girl who's like a fashion editor wearing a t-shirt that had a Nike swoosh on it and underneath it said Neoki and I was what? like like the uh, pasta? Yeah, like the pasta. And I was like, yeah. I have to have this shirt. It is my personal brand. So I tapped on the image, saw that they had tagged who the editor was, tapped over to her profile, found the same picture in her profile, tapped on her photo. She tagged the brand. I tapped over to the brand's page, found their website, went onto the website on the computer with my phone open and ordered the t-shirt and had paid and was done, honestly, in under a minute. Wow. And it wasn't advertising. It was just something that was recommended by someone who I found to be like, I liked their style and I like, thought it was influential. She's not an quote unquote influencer, but I was certainly influenced. Yeah. It's really interesting because on the one hand, style girlfriend was born from here's some free content. Here's some more free content. Here's an unlimited amount of free content. Yep. And at some point that's a business model that's not sustainable without advertising right mm -hmm. whether again whether that's branded content or whether that's display advertising and so like the point that Essex is making in the book is like look 
people, it's not going to go away, the need for people to buy things. And I mean, the advertising and marketing budgets are there. So where is that money going to go? And I think that the idea of wanting to make advertising less annoying is a good one. And it's good Mm -hmm. to aspire to. And I, at this point, have kind of bought into the idea that even though I like don't even have Facebook on my phone anymore, like I know that you know, Mark Zuckerberg or whoever is following me around all the time. And so if I get served content or served display advertising that is going to be relevant to my interests, it doesn't bug me that much because, you know, it is probably something that I would end up searching for anyway. But yeah, to your point, it's like when the banner ad takes over the screen mm-hmm. or when it's for something that is not relevant to me, when it's like Home Depot advertising hammers and I never was looking for hammers. Like, that right. is weird to me. Like, if anything, I almost feel like Skynet has won. Like, at least give me <laughs> give me relevant content. Like, if you're going to yeah. know everything about me, then at least serve me what makes sense for me. But Right. Well, and wasn't it so relevant when earlier today I showed you that in the middle of my Twitter feed was a gigantic advertisement for Velveeta Shells and Cheese when not but a week ago on this podcast we this said the pod. word Velveeta out loud a million times. I never <laughs> typed it into my computer. I've never searched for it in my phone. And yet there it was on my Twitter. There it was. Because the microphones are on. And honest to God, did that not look like the most delicious? I got hungry. Like I want some macaroni and cheese now. Yeah, you do. So that's, hey, that's targeted advertising doing its best, doing what it's supposed to do in 2018. It is really interesting. Again, advertising's not going to go away. It is worth considering how advertising can become more functional Mm -hmm. and more supportive of people's lives. Like not just create goodwill because it was a fun commercial and it made you laugh or it made you smile, but because something good is actually happening because the brand put money towards it. So again, city bike has helped millions of people get around the city in an affordable, safe way. And Essex makes the point of like, why not let big corporations sponsor a subway or a sponsor, you know, like the ferry when the L goes down in next year, like sponsor the ferry and let people have free rides and, you know, know. and bringing up the subway is such a like touchy thing where I'm like, I don't care what they call the subway. If someone puts money into it to make it run better, I'm down. Like, you know how, like, I feel like everybody felt a little sad when they started renaming every sports stadium after a company. Right. Like eventually we all got used to that. City Field, Safeco field like petco park like everything except basically wrigley and fenway yeah have been co-opted by a brand and at first i was kind of like that's stupid and truly if the subway has to be renamed like subways subway and subway <laughs> the brand like fixes the subway the subway sandwich subway subway sandwich subway or we call, like elon musk's magical tube ride like Whoa. i don't care like if somebody can just dump a bunch of money in it to get it to run better like i'll call it whatever they want Yes, and I think that's what's interesting. Like, it's super easy to argue that paying for a baseball stadium has less worth than paying for a subway. Because people get mad about the idea of, I don't want to drive on a sponsored highway. Like, I, I, I would if it's paved well. If it runs And I don't better. get a pot. Yeah, like, I don't pop a tire because of a pothole. Like, yeah, I will drive down the Ikea 405. That's fine by me. I mean, that's, I think that's where we're like, okay, like that's the price we have to pay if our cities are getting built up, things are becoming problematic and brands are looking for new ways to like reach people and they have the money to spend that the government refuses to spend, you know, I'll do it. 
the, the Macy's too bride to success is what we can call the subway. I think that you need a job just naming <laughs> things that are sponsored by other things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm very into this. Yeah, get at me, brands. I'm here for you. I'm affordable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty affordable. High end. Uh, Luxury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? That's really interesting, actually, because speaking of uh, private, mm-hmm. private public sector crossover. Okay, yes, yes. I got there. Um, it's very hot. (laughs) (laughs) My my words come slower, (laughs) but I, I knew where I was going. Um, LeBron James, basketball player. Have you heard of him? I have, you know, can you believe it? Okay. Uh, he just opened a school. He did. In Akron, Ohio, where he's from, even though he's a Laker now. Uh, uh, what is it called? The I believe school? Uh I I promise. I I promise. And it's really interesting because it's it's not a charter school. Mm-hmm. We're not here to dis- debate charter versus non-charter. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah, we don't you. we don't need to get into a conversation about vouchers. But uh, <laughs> it's really interesting because it's basically it's him and it's his foundation, and then it's corporate sponsors and corporate backers that are uh, supplementing this school, which is a public school. And if you are lucky enough to be in that district in Akron. You just won the lottery, right? Um, without actually having to win a lottery because and it's not a charter school. And are going to a very specific third or fourth grade, right? And it, it's going to be continuing to expand, and like that's the plan for it. But it's really interesting because I feel like that's very much an example of what we were just talking about. Like, is it advertising for Le- LeBron's charity? No, it's not. But it's something where brands get that halo effect of if they're involved, like, you know, they're going to promote the hell out of that. And they should, like, if they're helping to like buy these kids, their bikes or pay for their college tuition, like, why would you not want to get involved there? And I just think it's so interesting that again, there's ways of doing quote unquote advertising where it looks more like corporate social responsibility. Mm -hmm. And this seems like as good of any good as any of a, a template, right? Like, it'll be interesting to see like, which are the colleges that are linked up to, you know, do this free tuition thing that's coming for those students and like who will make the bikes that all these kids are getting. And like, I think it'll be really interesting to see which companies and which institutions kind of step up to like do this good thing, but also get the exposure. Right. And who poo poos the fact that, you know, again, if it's like a track bike, like are people going to be like, eh, track, like you shouldn't be shouting this from the rooftops when yeah, they should like, why not? Like, why not let people know that you're doing good with the money that you have otherwise allocated to a podcast advertisement. Oh, or right. To, like, you, you feel know? like it would be, like, too braggy for them to, if they did? Like, do you think some people would see it as bragging? Or, like... I think they would. And I guess I just feel like... But they're still doing a really good thing. Yeah. I, I know. And I think that it, there's just... It's sort of hard to get around it when you're a company and you're doing something like that. I think you do need to let people know because I think it will influence people in a positive way. So it's not so much bragging it's again it's advertising right and at least they're advertising that they're doing something good rather than just sort of putting noise out into the world exactly which is what so much advertising becomes yeah totally you know what's really interesting though is the i mean i knew that that school was whatever getting built that it was happening Mm -hmm. but do you know what the place that i first saw the news about it like of the day no tell me a little little website called vogue.com Interesting. Yes, because they were like, oh my god, LeBron is still wearing Tom Brown. Look at him at the opening of this school. 
And it was cool because I was just like, yes, like, let's talk about LeBron sewering Tom Brown. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am here for it. And I just think it's interesting, too, like, that so many different types of people are going to know about this story because there's so many different angles to talk so about it from. So many different angles, yes. Like, businesses exactly. are talking about it, not, you know, uh, the public sector is talking about it. Fashion sites are talking about mm-hmm. it. Like, that's so cool. And it's and sports, of course. And sports, obviously. Yeah. It's, it's just really so interesting. interesting. It's, it's multifaceted, far-reaching news, which is, I mean, truly so smart. So smart. He seems like he's got smarts. <laughs> <laughs> God, we're, like, getting political over and over and over again, but, like, just not quite. (laughs) Hey, you know, I think that's the story of the world today, is that you can't have any conversation without sort of, like, dipping a pinky toe into the pool of politics. You know what, Taylor? You're so right, and uh, we're just going to jump right into hot takes, because that's, like, what I want to talk about today. Do it, Megan. I'm going to. Take us there. So (laughs) (laughs) So on Instagram this week... By the way, we're verified now. If mm, anybody, my God, if, that blue check. If you were wondering if we're really the Style Girlfriend, mm. the Style Girlfriend University, mm-hmm. we are. Um, so official. I know. On Instagram <laughs> this week, we put up a picture that uh, former Vice President Joe Biden had posted to like Twitter the day of former President Barack Obama's birthday. And it was just like, happy birthday, buddy. You're a big effing deal. Whatever he said. Yeah. Doesn't matter. But they looked adorable. They looked like... Like when they you, were young ones? They looked like <laughs> when your friends call you or, like, FaceTime you. Like, they're together, and they're, like, been out drinking, and they're like, hey, we wish you were here. We're having so much fun. Like, that's what it looked like. It's just a great picture. They looked really happy. Yeah. And so we put it up, and wow. we said something about pro tip. Like, you can't get the Sunday Scaries if you don't have a job <laughs> to go to tomorrow, because we put it up on Sunday night. Yeah. And most people were just like, ah, double tap, like it, ah, whatever. And someone, one user, commented, quote unquote, some of us are glad they don't have a job anymore. And then put that emoji face where it it looks kind of like, ooh. Yeah, like like all the teeth, like kind of like. Like a straight ooh, across teeth yeah. face. Yep, yeah. Like sort of like, ooh. And. I went to, uh, and he was the only one who said anything like that, and it was just a very passive-aggressive way to kind of, like, throw a grenade into the comments and then just kind of back away, like, I'm just saying, you know, like, it was just, right. it wasn't really standing up for anything in particular, and mm-hmm. who knows, maybe he was, like, a Ted Cruz supporter in the last election, like, I don't know where this guy's head is at, but I did click through to his profile, and, like, literally his bio just said something about Rick and Morty, and I was just like... Okay, mm-hmm. this guy, mm-hmm. and again, not not to get political, and not to say I can't get political. I can get political if I want, and this is my website, and you sure can. And I, yeah, and it's not a democracy on style, girlfriend. It's not <laughs> in America probably for much longer either. But I'm, it's a girlfriendocracy, <laughs> right? It's a girlfriendocracy, and I'm not here to tell you how to vote. I'm not tell you, here to tell you how to think about policy. But I guess I just want to say to this guy and to guys out there like him that maybe have similar viewpoints, Mm -hmm. I just want to say that it's problematic to say or to suggest that we were worse off under that administration. And when you do so, when you make that suggestion, I just, I don't want you to be surprised when women are turned off by that sentiment. Like, 
if you are coming to Style Girlfriend, probably 75% of it is because you want to like learn how to wear chinos or figure out which pattern blazer to buy. But I really believe that a lot of guys are also here for our POV in terms of just what women want to see in a man and how they want to interact with men. And Mm so, well, I'm not going to dictate your political beliefs, but showing even like side door support for an administration that pledges support for women, but then actively undermines them at every turn. And like the head of which openly belittles and disrespects women's and women's rights. Like if you're going to be public in your support of an administration like that, and again, even a side door support, even just saying, I don't support the people that came before this. We're living in a really unique time that that sort of de facto means that you do support this administration. And there's, a lot of women who feel scared right now that the people in charge don't see them as equal, don't see their rights as important, don't see them as anything more than uh, sex objects. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, again, not saying that you can't support who you support, but throwing in a weird passive-aggressive aside, like, it's just not going to necessarily do you any favors if you are, again, looking to date, if you are, like, quote-unquote, out there. And I don't really know what to tell you to do with that, but, like, I think it's worth taking some time to have some introspection about, like, why do I support this type of person, and can I put myself in the shoes of a woman who might hear me say that, and what what would she think about it? Right. Well, and I think it's interesting, too, because I feel like, right, we're not here to tell people what their politics should or shouldn't be, And I think that what's just so interesting about right now is that it's not, you can't come at this being like, okay, but like my political beliefs lean Republican. So this is where I have to stand. Even senators and congressmen and people in office right now who are, you know, card carrying Republicans are having to back away from who the top people in our administration are and what they're doing because their beliefs don't align with those people. So I feel like if you're out there with, like, a Republican POV, like, that's your deal. But I think what you're saying is that, like, okay, but if that goes a step further to be, like, you you are aligning with the people who are in charge right now with what their specific policies are, like, what his policies are, that's when you need to be, like, okay, like, I need to check what I actually think about women and what I actually think about how I want to represent myself Yes. And I say time and time again, if we were living with a President Kasich, it would be a different story. Um, But I think right now the Republican Party is so closely tied, whether they like it or not, with Mm -hmm. the president. And Mm -hmm. the president holds views that are, like you said, not necessarily aligned with what a traditional Republican or a traditional conservative believes. and, And not just believes, but acts on. Acts on, yeah. Votes on, creates policy. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Tweets about. Um, (laughs) Yeah, tweets. They're important. And so this is me not getting political, simply (laughs) offering dating advice. Yes, it's dating advice. And that's my hot take. I just, again, I I think it's worth taking time to step back and really, again, put yourself in women's shoes in that way that is, like, annoying how men are like, well, now that I have a daughter. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, come on. Just... Do it, like, just be thinking about that more often. Like, don't wait until you have a daughter to start thinking, like, wondering if women should be equal to men. Maybe just don't. Maybe just don't. I know. It's very interesting how easy it is to not consider the problems of others when they're not your problems. And I think that that's going to be the big 
thing that men have to reckon with. Like, white men are a minority in this country, but they have all the power, but that's changing. And, I mean, slowly but surely. And, like, you need to, like, get in the trenches of understanding what it's like to be someone other than yourself. And I understand that equality feels like loss when you are the person and the group that has been in power. And I I feel for you, right? Like, I can understand how that feels. That's like a tectonic shift in the culture. And that can feel scary and that can feel, quote unquote, unfair. Um, but like you said, slowly but surely it's happening. So try to get on board in a way that feels authentic to you, right? Like, yeah. do what you need to do to do the, like, do the work of evolving. Yeah. Like and it's okay to not be there now. And, like, you, the work can start any time and improvements can happen slowly. And, like, it's never not the right time to sort of, like, work on yourself and, like, change, right? I feel like we have this sort of culture right now where it's, like, you make one bad statement and one misstep and you're kind of branded as awful. And I think that people need to be called out for the things that they do are wrong. But they also, like, if we don't have any room for evolution and forgiveness, then, like, we're not really going to evolve to a better place, I think, as a whole, right? So, like, if you're, if you've, like, misstepped, if you're that bozo on The Bachelorette who was, like, liking, like, racist things on Instagram, like... Didn't get... he just get picked? Isn't uh-huh, he... he won. So, get your shit together. He, he, he gave, like, a medium okay apology. I, I don't know why I was, like, looking into this today because The Bachelorette just ended and I didn't watch a single thing, but I wanted to read, like, what the cut had to say about it. Sure. But, like... The, the problematic guy is the guy who won and but I feel like the thing is okay so he like did these things like you're problematic yes and you need to be like okay yes I'm problematic but also go forward be better change like and people will accept you and welcome that change and like if you're a private person that's even easier to do right like if you're not like a public facing person so I don't know like you can course correct right and and to just be open to the idea that course correction is needed, I think, is the first step. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're not sure, ask us. Ask any woman. Ask any person. We are and, happy to let yeah. you know. Yep, we're here for you. So, Taylor, what's your hot take? Well, my, my hot take is somewhat uh, related because how you were saying that the, uh, the guy who left that comment on your Instagram had a Rick and Morty reference in his profile. My hot take is... What the fuck is Rick and Morty? That is my take. But is it because do you actually want to know the answer to that question? Um, I guess maybe I want the TLDR of what it is. I understand that it is a cartoon for adults. Sure. I understand. That's about where my knowledge ends as well. Yeah, one of the characters is maybe a scientist, has crazy hair. Here's what I know. I know nothing about this show. But people are talking about it, and people are writing think pieces about it, and, like, this and that and the other thing. And what I'm getting the impression from, like, as I've said time and time again, my feed is your feed. And so when you interact with certain things, they just show up on my Twitter feed, and then I think they're either my thoughts or my feelings or, like, something that's happening, but they're yours. (laughs) So you would put up something about don't talk to me about Rick and Morty on dates. I guess it represents, like, a certain type of person I think mostly men who watch the show and engage with it and I guess it seems like I probably don't want to know those men and I'm not gonna like this show and um my hot take is don't talk about Rick and Morty because I'm not ever gonna watch it and I'm not ever gonna care and I'm happy about that 
So I asked some friends who sort of know pop culture maybe better than me. They all basically said the same thing, which is, it's a very good show. The fans ruin it. Like, the fans are what are obnoxious. Like, I'm pretty sure a group of Rick and Morty fans is called a, well, actually, like, <laughs> like it's just, that's the guy. That's the guy who not only watches Ooh. Rick and Morty, but, like, talks about it. Yikes. And it's, it's, like, a smart show, right? It's, like, a smart... Yeah. That's the a idea. lot of references and stuff like that. Right. Like, remember the comic book guy from The Simpsons? Like, I feel like he would love Rick and Morty. Sure. Yeah. Or, like, people who think they know a lot about, like, Westworld. Yes, and get onto Reddit threads to, like, discuss... Reddit. I feel like Reddit and Rick and Morty are the same thing. It might be. Like, it, maybe if you interchange the letters, it's like, it's like right. an anagram. I need to tell you something else, which is that I believe I read a statistic the other day that Reddit is, like, the third most popular website, like, yeah. ever. Yeah, they call it, like, the homepage of the internet. Like, that's... Or, like, the front page of the internet. Megan, I have literally never read anything on Reddit. It's, it's a scary place, Taylor. How is it possible that something that is that popular is so far outside of my worldview that I don't even really understand, like, what it is or how to use it? I understand that it's threads. I understand that it's groups. That's kind of where the story ends for me. I, I don't know. I wonder if you broke down, I mean, by demographics, I would imagine it's <laughs> obviously overwhelmingly a male, male. audience. Yeah. But I also just wonder, on the internet, is, like, the internet more men? Is that why Reddit is so well uh, traveled? Like, is that I part wonder. of it? I don't know, because I feel like there are so many more, like, female-focused voices out there. On Maybe that's just, but that's what I'm reading, because I'm right. a woman. But it is wild. Like, when I ask people, like, I don't really know people who are big Reddit users, but I also wonder if it's one of those things kind of like supporting this president, where you don't talk about it if you know well enough to kind of be like, if you're not uh, to, like, know not to talk about it with quote-unquote outsiders, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if, like, secretly, like, you know, our friend Steve is actually on Reddit four hours a day, wow. and, you yeah. know? Yeah, like, in some sort of thread the, talking about... Like a subreddit. A, su- a subreddit. A subreddit. What? I don't understand. I don't even know what a subreddit is, Megan. I, I'm probably not even saying it right, Taylor. Oh, my God. Okay, but then also, what's 4chan? Ugh. What's that? 4chan is, like, a subreddit of Reddit. It is? I, I mean, no, but it's, like, that kind of thing where it's, like, you're deep into the internet. Oh, boy. It's, yeah. Dark it's, like, web? a block away from the dark web. Ooh. Interesting. It, it's just people being trolls. It's, like, a place where trolls go to be trolls. Okay. And so I don't need to go there. Don't go there. Okay. Don't go there. Don't watch Rick and Morty. Stay out of the dark web. Stay out of the dark web. And go support the Undressed Podcast on the normal, regular web on Anchor. Yeah, the regular web. Anchor.fm. 99 cents a month, you guys. Come on. Yes. I bet you can set it to auto-pay. Set it and forget it. You're sending 99 cents. It's like that thing where you roll over your change from a purchase into yes. a savings account. And you don't even know you're doing it. Except that you're rolling over 99 cents to style a girlfriend, and you can set it and forget it, and you won't be thinking about it, but we will be thinking about it deeply, and we'll be so grateful. You know what? I think you sold it. That is some good advertising. That's me. This is native advertising. This is style girlfriend. You're welcome. And that's it for us. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm Megan Collins, a style girlfriend. I'm here, as always, with Taylor Davies saying thank you guys so much for supporting us both emotionally and monetarily now. Oh, I love that. It's so endearing. <laughs> Monetary support? Yeah, it is very endearing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, bye guys. Bye.